Welcome to Random Rambling and Rhetoric with TJ Mercer. That's my TT. And it's all powered by the Samsung Notes. Now, here's my TT. I just loves me some porta potties, said no one ever. I don't know about you, but the ickiest thing on the planet is when I am forced to use a porta potty. I try to hold my bladder until the last possible minute. And what about nasty public restrooms? Ew, public restrooms plus kids. Parents, what do you do as soon as you take them to a public bathroom? You make them hold up their hands and forbid them to touch anything. Then you get in the stall, there's no toilet paper or seat cover, you handle your business, come out, and then there's no soap or paper towels. Lord, how much of Jesus is just not a good situation all around. Fortunately, though, fortunately, there's the restroom kit, a full bathroom solution the size of a lightweight deck of cards. A deck of cards, y'all. I keep one in my purse all the time just because it's complete with a full patented oversized toilet seat cover, enough toilet paper to cover the essentials, plus wet wipes for your tushy and your hands. The restroom kit is a don't leave home without a necessity for your road trips, you going camping, the beach, festivals, basically any restroom that ain't yours. Even that friend of yours who's cleaning is not their strong suit. You know what I mean. So pop on over and visit therestroomkit.com. That's therestroomkit.com. And when you use the code RAMBLINGS, R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G-S, you will get 15% off your purchase. So stop going to the bathroom without the full protection you need. Go get the restroom kit at therestroomkit.com. I believe... We are absolutely live. So let me get IG going as you guys are coming in on every other platform. Let me get IG going. Uh, there we go. Lipstick chatter. Hi, honey. Can you hear and see me? Hear and see me, hear and see me. Just want to make sure you can hear and see me so we can get rocking. You know, we don't waste time up in here. All right, Patrice says she can hear and see me. Hey, everybody, I'm TJ Mercer. Uh-oh, hold on. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I got Instagram going. Uh, I'm TJ Mercer, known as the walking exclamation point. The... Uh, Chief Noisemaker of Media Mavericks Academy, Wanda Mercer's favorite kid, well, at least her favorite daughter, I should say. And uh, what else am I? I'm known as the bingo boss. I'm trying to make sure I got all my devices set up. So that's why I kind of look distracted. Okay, so I think I'm all set here. Instagram, hi, Instagram. Facebook, Periscope, and whatever. Patrice, yep, Patrice beat me to it. Uh, if you want to come on and share your takeaways, if you want to come on and share your takeaways, hey, Margaret, hi, my MJP. Uh, if you want to come on live and share your takeaways from any of the previous nights, you can go to that link in the chat, uh, except Instagram, I can't do it um, for you. 
leader of the tea lights. I like that lipstick chatter. <laughs> uh, but for 25 years, I spent uh, honing my craft and telling stories to millions of viewers on some of the biggest shows on television. I left Hollywood, moved to Atlanta uh, right before the lockdown. And um, for this season, God has called me to go back to my roots and be the Bible storyteller. So that's what I'm here to do. Dr. Karishana, you had some takeaways that you shared with me. You camera ready. You're going to come on and share what you sent me a text about. So listen, uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? What was I going to say? So tonight, while people are, are um, filing in, hey, Tish, while people are filing in, let me make sure my phone is muted. Um, it has been one heck of a day. Can I just say that? It's been one heck of a day. And I've done nothing but study for tonight. And if you have been blessed, if you have been blessed um, by the previous nights, I need you to hit that share button. And rarely do you hear me on broadcast encouraging people to share. That doesn't come from my people do it, but it's not going to come from my mouth. But this season, I'm operating a little differently because there's a burden on me. And I was, I was telling Tish as we were talking earlier, um, there's a burden, there's a weight on me to make sure that I do all I can to reach the people that God has assigned to me. And as such, I am being bold in asking if you know that this is your journey that you're called to walk, or if you know that there are people who need to sit under what we're doing and they, they are at a transition point and they need to be pushed into their next level. Here's what I know about this season that God has shown me is that I have to be the voice. I have to be the voice of using what he's done, what he's brought me through, what he's delivered for such a time as this. That's just the bottom line for me. So with that said, uh, I'm going to get even bolder. And, and I had already studied for tonight and was so intense with that that then I went and took a jog. And we know, I told Tish, we know the game has changed if my way of escape is for me to go take a, a run, go uh, do a run. I don't like running. But I would have been so intensely studying since 8.30 this morning that I was like, I just need some fresh air. I need to, I need a break. And on my break, I was listening to um, uh, a woman I like to listen to, Jolene, uh, Jolene I think that's how you know, Jolene Whitaker. And she used the scripture. And when she read it out loud, the Holy Spirit nudged me and said, that's, that's you. That's you for this season. And so the scripture is Exodus 19. Three. Then Moses went up to God and the Lord called to him from the mountain and said, this is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. That's it. That's all I heard. I checked out. I don't even know what else she said, because when she said it, it hit me. This is what you are to say. That's it. 
I got stuck there. And so it's important for me that you guys know if there's anybody here that is new to the shenanigans of TJ, understand that everything in this season, there's some people who've been rocking with me for a long time and they know I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't take my assignment lightly. And the things that God has me studying right now is a situation of this is what you are to say. And some of you, this may be a new TJ that you're accustomed to because you're used to the media maverick and uh, uh, bingo and, and the walking exclamation point. But this is a season where I'm coming straight for God's kids. And I'm coming for y'all hard. Because God wants me to make sure that this is your exodus. This August is your exodus. It's your exodus from life as you've known it. It's your exodus from life in a barren land of going around in circles. And as and, and if Lipstick Chatter is still here, uh, Chantel, uh, she will tell you, for me to own this and make this the public declaration that for this season, hey, Audrey, hey, Shakita, um, for this season, I am Moses. I'm coming to get you. And that was the beauty of what, what God landed in my spirit is that God sent Moses to get his kids. So I need somebody in the chat. If that is you, if you have resigned yourself and this is your fourth day with me and you have resigned yourself to know that come hell or come, come hell or how to uh, pop a poke from scandal. Come hell or high water, you're going to rock with me for these 31 days of August because you recognize that this is your exodus and that for this season, TJ is your Moses and I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you from life as you know it. And I feel like I feel real strongly that I need to lay that groundwork for where we're going for the rest of the time we're going to have together. This is your exodus. Audrey says, this is my exodus. No, no, that wasn't Audrey. This, that was Erica. That was Erica that said, this is my exodus. Patrice said, I'm here for all 31 days. And I'm, I don't mean that just live. I would love to see you live because I felt your energy. But from, from the replays, for those of you who like, I can't be that live tea, but I'm rocking with you on the replays. I need to know in the chat, is this your exodus? And do you want me to come get you? And, and I, can, I can speak from a, from a confident place because there's been times in my life that somebody had to come get me. Reneka, my yin to my yang will tell you. God will nudge her and say, go get TJ. She'd been in her cave too long and she'll have to come get me. So I'm speaking from a place of knowing what it feels like when you are in such an Egypt that you have to. The only way you're going to leave if, if somebody comes get you. I'm your somebody. I'm coming to get you. So I need you. 
I need you to make a commitment that even if you can't be here live, listen to the replay. Because I ain't doing, let me tell you this, I did eight hours of studying. People who know me know that ain't your girl. I ain't doing this for my health. God is blessing me immensely through it, but I ain't doing this because, ooh, you know, I want to just disregard it. I ain't checked an email today. The only thing I can tell you, in this season, I'm going to have to do a lot of apologies simply because the people who, who need to have access to me, who need to be able to get to me, they can't. I don't have time. I'm so backed up on my phone calls. Because God told me, I got to come get you. You are my priority, Miss Mary. You are my priority, Lysandra. You are my priority, Alexa. Alexa, I meant uh, Yvette, sorry. You are my priority. I'm coming for you. I felt like I just needed to lay that foundation. All right, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. Where do we start? Okay, so this is one of these days. This is one of these days where I enjoy the most, where I call it walk it down. Now walk it down. Now walk it down. I know the words to the song of walk it out, but it's for me, so walk it down. And this is where for this lesson tonight, it's not necessarily I'm teaching. It's I'm dropping the nuggets for you to pick up that are applicable to you. So all, I'm not necessarily, I'm doing that thing where yes, I am the Bible storyteller and my disclaimer is always, you, well, God made me out to be a lie today. Cause usually I tell y'all, you know, I don't study the Greek and yeah, I was in the Greek today. That's how serious this was. <laughs> but I'm not known for my handling of, complex Hebrew, Greek, you know, all I, that, that, that's not how I normally get down. As the Bible storyteller, I read scripture and it comes alive and I try to communicate that. So that is what we're going to spend the night doing. And we're going to be back and forth between um, Mark and Luke. And in my digging deeper today, uh, I discovered that it's y'all. <laughs> I love me some Peter. Let me just say that I, 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 there's something that God is doing with me and Peter. I, I, because the the things He shows me about Peter, I got just a whole page of notes of just Peter and John right here. This is all just Peter and John notes that I just took about their relationship. Um, and so. I don't know. I told Tish, like, I don't know if we're going to be in Peter the whole 31 days. Like we just going, he's our example. I don't know what God is doing, but I know that I'm laying the foundation. Peter is the best example for what I'm trying. God is trying to get to you. So first up is Mark. I had to put these in order. So don't, don't mind the one in front. I had to put these in order so I don't lose my place here. So Mark 14, and we're going to go back between Mark and Luke as we walk this down, because in my digging day, I learned that historians say Mark and Peter were road dogs. 
And so there's a good chance that Peter being an uneducated fisherman, there's a good chance that Peter dictated the story to Mark. I don't know that to be true or not. I'm just saying there were details that it were in Mark. Where's my towel? There were details that were in Mark that wasn't in the rest of the scriptures and the rest of the gospels. So for, for what we're doing tonight, I like the hodgepodge between how Mark told the story and how Luke told the story. And our topic for tonight is oops ain't in God's vocabulary. And that title actually is the first section of my book, 40 Days to 40, because I would look at my life and go, yo, I'm so glad God didn't look at my oopses and was like, oops, I don't have a plan for her life. Oops, she messed this up royal. Oops, I know I'm God, but how she expect me to fix that? Oops ain't in God's vocabulary. So tonight it, it was emotional study. I cried a lot today. It was emotionally studying and preparing for it. But I just want you to pick up the nuggets that are for you. Just pick up the nuggets that are for you. Uh-oh, my screen went blank here. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Screen went blank. Am I still live with you guys? Because my Facebook... Am I still live? Somebody talk back to me. Am I still live on Facebook? Okay, there it goes. Because my, my screen on my tablet went blank. Okay. So what did I say we going? Mark 14, 27. Okay. Hey, Jamila. Audrey, have I spoken to you today? Okay. By the way. Mm, yeah. So let's set up what's happening. They just finished the Last Supper. They have broken bread with Jesus. Jesus has told them some things. He hasn't told them about Judas. They are on their way. They singing their songs on the way to the Mount of Olives. And then Jesus throws them a curveball. Can you imagine just walking with your boy and all of a sudden he goes, all of y'all will desert me. For the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. Wait, what? Dude, we just, wait, what? How? Wait, we just, we've been rocking with you for three years. How, what you mean? We're going to desert you. But he goes on to say, but after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to meet you in Galilee. I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Okay, he kind of redeemed it a little bit. Like, okay, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Hang in there with me, and I'll meet you in Galilee. Peter, our dude, Peter said to him, even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Jesus replied, <laughs> I tell you the truth, Peter. So it's clear who Pete is talking to. It's clear he's talking to our boy Peter. Because he says his name. I tell you, Peter, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. Three times that you even didn't know me. Now, in my head, 
that's Jesus, the omnipotent saying that, right? You know, that's God. He, Jesus know everything. And he, he gonna tell you what he gonna do on this very night. And you ain't gonna even try. Like it don't even hit you. It don't even register. Let me be on, be on guard. Let me be on my P's and Q's. Let me make sure like, you know, for me, I, I can't speak for y'all. I, I can't speak for you, Yvette. Can't speak for you, Bert. But for me, I would be like, yo, I'm going to prove you wrong. This is the one time you're going to be wrong. Because I'm going to make sure you told me, you said by the end of the night, yeah, watch. Watch me. So I would think that Peter would be on guard for what's coming. So now let's switch over. We're going to switch over to Luke. 22, 31 through 34. Oh, I feel like Jesus did a sigh. <laughs> like, oh, Simon, Simon. He calls his name twice in this, in this iteration. Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, wheat. Now, what hit me there was Satan had to ask permission, just like he had to ask permission to God. For about Job, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon. I pause there because this is Jesus. And every time, like, what's making me think that I don't have to pray? Jesus is like, I pleaded in prayer. So what's making me think? That if Jesus is praying constantly, pleading in prayer, what's making me think that I can go all day without talking to him? That I can go all day without stealing away and getting some quiet time with him? That I can go all day and just not even acknowledge that he exists? If the example he has set, that is Jesus is praying. And I like that he, he says Satan has asked for each of you. So he rolling with his disciples and he's telling them he's asked for each of y'all. Bert, Satan has asked for you. Yvette, Satan has asked for you. Tish, Satan has asked for you. Lipstick chatter, Satan has asked for you. MJP, Satan has asked for you. Especially now, when it's time for you to come out of Egypt. But I pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. Now, Thank you, God. He didn't pray. He didn't pray that Satan wouldn't have his, would stop his work. He just prayed that their faith wouldn't fail. That's what Jesus prayed, that their faith wouldn't fail. And if Jesus is praying, MG, Jim JP, for your faith, not to fail. 
How crucial does that tell you, but does that speak about where your faith should be? Then it says, so when you have repented, not if you repent, and this is key. I need you to put a, a note. I need you to put a footnote here, not a footnote, but a bookmark. He says, so when you have repented, so it's not a doubt that you're going to repent. I can't even explain why this, I, I guess I do because God showed me today, I'm so much like Peter. Peter was a fisherman and God called him. And as much as Peter screwed up, he still called Peter. And in this moment, we're seeing that Jesus still had confidence in Peter that he would repent. And when he repents, he and turned back to him that he'll go strengthen his brothers. That is what's happening here. I am so, God showed me so many ways I'm like Peter. And so many parallels. Peter was impetuous. Peter would just fall off at the mouth. And so Jesus knew regardless what happened, he still has confidence. Yes, lipstick chatter. He still has confidence in us. No matter how much we screw up, Lynn, he still has confidence. Dr. Karishna, he still has the confidence that when you wake up to where you blew it, he still has the confidence that you will turn around and not only will you turn around and come back to him, you will use your story to strengthen your brothers and your sisters. Peter said, Lord, <laughs> Peter, not even, even, even processing what, mm, Peter's not even processing what Jesus just said about him. And remember, I said, he talking to Peter. And Peter just skips right over it. That's me. Just totally missing to some of the things that Jesus is saying to me. Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. He totally missed the fact that Jesus just told him Satan is coming for you. He is so in his, his audacity and his belief and his self-righteousness that he's missing what Jesus is saying to him. 34, but Jesus said, Peter, and it's like Jesus is trying to get him, Peter, dude, I need you to listen to me. Let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me three times. You will deny three times that you even know me. So let's go back to Mark. We're going to pick up Mark at 14. I'm telling you, y'all, I saw myself so in the story. So you just got to pick up the nuggets of where you see yourself in the story as I walk it down for you. So we're going to pick up at 1432. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. 
And Jesus says, sit here while I go pray. He took Peter, took James, took John with him and became deeply troubled and distressed. This is Jesus. This is, this is probably another of my favorites because right here we see the humanity of Jesus. And so when I want to get down on myself about how burdened I feel over something and I think I should be stronger, I think back to, but Jesus was struggling with his mission. Jesus was struggling with what he was called to do. So Jamila, you're going to struggle. Lashinda, you're going to struggle. Lynn, you're going to struggle. If Jesus was deeply troubled and distressed, he told them, my soul, my soul, who has been there where you feel like your soul is so crushed? My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. And he's asking his boys, Peter, James, and John, and don't miss, it was Peter that jumped off the boat. No, let's go back to when they first were called. When they first were called, it was Peter that had the conversation with Jesus. It was Peter that Jesus was like, let's go. And then John and James followed Peter. Remember, we talked about that in day two, whenever it was. So now Jesus is with his three his inner circle and he's human. And so he's letting his boys know I'm hurting. Sometimes you got to let your people know you're hurting. Thirty-five. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. Just catch this man. This is Jesus. The son of God, he should be all, you know, we expect him to be totally strong and we want to beat up on ourselves because we're not strong. And, and, and the word says he fell to the ground. He prayed if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. He's given God the credit. He's giving God the credit. Like, I know everything is possible for you, but please take this cup of suffering because can you imagine, you know how you're going to die. This ain't somebody going to give you a, a, a cocktail of drugs and you're just going to fade off into oblivion. No, he was getting ready to know. He knew he was getting ready to die a real hard death. And it was going to be painful. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. Like, is Jesus had his own, but if you say so moment, we've been talking about that. That's kind of our theme. That's our sub theme of everything. But if you say so, he tells God, I want your will to be done. If you say so, if this is what you're saying, I got to do. This is how we're going to roll. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. <laughs> Catch this. And this is why God just keeps bringing up Peter. Catch this. It says he found the disciples asleep. But who does he call out? He said to Peter, it's like, 
like, yo, he constantly calling out Peter. Peter has become a leader. I was an editor. Didn't want nobody to know who I was. Peter was a fisherman. Peter spent time on his boat. I spent time locked away in my edit bay. And so Jesus, he was talking to the other disciples when he goes, Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Dude, can you even watch with me even for one hour? I would have been like, yo, but you ain't saying nothing to James and John. I ain't the only one asleep, Jesus. I'm tired. You just dropped on us that the devil is coming after us. Then you told us that we go, the, 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 you, I'm going to deny you, dude. I, that's a lot for me. I'm overwhelmed, so I needed to take a nap. But how come you ain't going to say nothing to James and John? How come you ain't going to say nothing to Tish and Patrice? You ain't said that none to Andrea. You just going to pick on me? I'm just, you know what? I'm just, I'm just talking about me. I'm sure all the rest of y'all would have been say, stayed up. Um, you wouldn't have slept at all. You would have, you would have been there praying and tarrying with Jesus. 38, keep watching, pray so that you will not give into temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. One would think though it would register. You remember Peter should be on guard. God, I, Peter should be trying to prove God, Jesus wrong. Like, yo, I ain't going to be denying you. Uh, so no, I'm be up praying and tarrying too. Peter got comfortable. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. When he returned to them again, he found them sleeping for they just couldn't keep their eyes open. It was too much. And here it is. And they didn't know what to say. It's like sometimes you just don't know how to help your friend who's hurting. You don't, you don't have a clue how to help them. Get real, be free says, nope, would have been snoozing. But I'm, thank you, get real, be free. I'm glad to know that somebody admits that, you know, I, I'm the only one that's crazy. Patrice would have been, said she would have been sleeping, slop, sleep, slobbering, and snoring. Um, Jamila, Jamila said, Jamila says, I went to school for music and ch chose the most behind the scene major. Wanted to fly below the right radar. God has other plans. I just can't run and hide. Amen. <sighs> when he returned to them the third time, it was like, yo, go ahead and sleep. Have your rest. But no, time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. And then he goes, up, let's be going. Look, the betrayer's here. I was just, can you imagine everybody just going, who is it? Because remember, they don't know yet. And who is it? And they see Judas. And immediately, let me, how far am I supposed to read here? What did I say? Uh, where, how far am I supposed to read? Where we are, Mark 50. Okay, so six, I'm supposed to go to 62, right? No, no, I'm supposed to go to 52. Okay, so, um, and immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor, Judas, had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Then you can take him away under guard. 
45. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi! Like, you know what? It's like, yo, just, just do what you came to do. Then the others um, grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest slave slashing off his ear. Now, here's what I like about this. Because God has me in such a deep study, quite as it's kept, I have a feeling God's going to have me write a book about Peter because he just keeps showing me nuggets about him. So as I was looking, I noticed that J uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they each, when they described this, they never named which disciple cut off the ear. John snitched. And that's what I thought first. But then I, when I'm starting to really dig into John and Peter and seeing the subtleties and what's not said and God, the Holy Spirit is kind of guiding me. I'm like, no, John loves him some Peter. And we God may allow me to dig into that at a later date to show y'all show you that. But just trust me, like, no, John loves him some Peter. And he was like, oh, no, I need y'all to know my boy Peter wasn't no joke. So I'm going to name the disciple. Matthew, Mark, Luke. No. John. Oh, no. My boy going down in history of what he was willing to do for his Jesus. So then 48. Am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But. These things were happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Yo. Even in his humanity, I wonder how that felt. His disciples ran away. And then Mark is the only one I saw with this account. One young man followed behind him and clothed only in a long linen shirt. And when the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. Okay, Tish. Yep, you got to go do your thing. Hey, Tawana. All right, so now let's go back over to Luke and pick, pick the last part of the story up. Uh, Luke 22. Verse 54. Okay. Whew. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. Here's Peter again. And Peter followed at a distance. Because remember, that's still, that's still his boy. That's his Jesus. That's, that's his Jesus that he'd been rocking with for three years. That's his Jesus that he was willing to cut off somebody's ear. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard. I know where I'm going with this, so that's why it's emotional. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him in the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, this man was one of Jesus' followers. 
uh, I think it's John that says uh, that point of rooster crow because in uh, I think in Mark it says that before the rooster crows twice. Okay. Uh, but Peter denied it. Woman, he said, I don't even know him. So he didn't just say, nah. Woman, I don't even know him. It went right over his head. Because he was rocked to sleep. And then 58. After a while. Which means some time had passed. So had he just gotten quiet, maybe he would have remembered what Jesus had predicted and told him. But he got rocked to sleep. And what God has been showing me in this season is that I've been rocked to sleep. I was having a conversation with a friend earlier that there are things that happened four or five years ago that I've watched now in retrospect, Satan was totally behind the scenes. And I was rocked to sleep didn't even see the move going down because I discounted. I wasn't familiar enough with Satan's job description and what his assignment was. And so in this season, it cost me something that God has spoken to me about four years ago should have made me arm up because it was so profound that I should have known that Satan was going to come for it. And so that's where we find Peter. He asleep. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. No, man, I'm not. So he getting indignant with it. And it's still not occurring to him. About an hour later, so even more time has passed. And it still hasn't occurred to him. About an hour later, someone else. It's not even coming from the same people. Someone else insisted. This may must be one of them because he's Galilean too. So they recognized that Peter was Galilean. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. Now, it's verse 61 that did me in. And I remember God showed me this years ago, but it came back and it came back with a vengeance today. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Suddenly the Lord's words flashed through Peter's mind. 
before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. In 62, and Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. And why that hit me so hard is that if you've never had to look into the eyes of someone you love that you feel like you've let them down or you've caused them hurt, I felt Peter. At that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter and then everything must have come running back to Peter. And it landed with such a vengeance. I remember when I was still living in LA, one of my cousins who I'm really, really close to, she was at the house. And this is when I uh, had another friend living with me and we both were in uh, TV. And my cousin was watching something on YouTube and it was so, remember my friend and I were TV producers and just the production quality and just the standard of what they had put out was so beneath what he, and it had millions of views and millions of subscribers. And so me and my friend started going back and forth of what we should be doing. We were just like of just how, you know, not well stupid and no plot, no nothing. And this was a show that my cousin loved. And at one point she let me know that that hurt, that all the teasing that we were doing hurt and that we were demeaning something. And the look on her face crushed me. She had come over because I have this thing. I hate opening mail. I suck at opening mail. So when I was in LA, my cousin, I would tell her, can you come over and keep me company while, um, while I open mail? And so that's what she was there to do. Keep me company while I open mail. And as I'm watching her cry and yell at me, I felt like Peter. that I had betrayed my cousin. And I had to wrestle with that. What is that for you? I'm in a season now. Well, I have, I've, I have to sit with what I've done. I've heard a person that I loved immensely and my self-righteousness and, and Renee pointed it out to me. We were having a long conversation one day and she was pointing out what I did wrong and I just had to sit with it. And I'm, I was bawling. I just had to sit with it. And with my cousin, I tried my best to go, well, cousin, you know, I apologize profusely, but she wouldn't leave. 
I was like, I was like, you know what? I, I've hurt you and I'm so, so sorry. You don't have to stay. She wouldn't leave, which forced me to have to sit with it. I just had to sit with the, the, the discomfort and my own shame and my own guilt of looking at a person that I had hurt, a person that I love that I hurt. And I'm in that, I'm, I'm in that same space right now that I'm dealing with my own mess that I created and it caused hurt. And I just gotta sit with it. What is that for you, Mildred? What is that for you, Patrice? And it says, Peter left the courtyard weeping early. He had to sit with it. He had to sit with it. Now, let's not forget, though. Let's not forget. Luke twenty-two thirty-one. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. 32, but I have pleaded in prayer for you. Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Hence the title, Oops, and in God's vocabulary. Jesus knew what Peter was getting ready to do. So he didn't say, I'm sure Jesus didn't look at him with a, a sarcastic face. He didn't look at him and go like, I don't know what I'm gonna do now, uh, Peter. I ain't got no plan for that. What is your oops that you're holding on to that you forget? So when you have repented and turned to me again, when you have repented, I remember I had an abortion at 14, I had an abortion at 24, and I got pregnant with the child that I wanted, I was married, got pregnant with the child that I wanted at 34, and ended up having a stillborn. And I can't tell you the enormous amount of guilt that I had to contend with. That's where the phrase oops and in God's vocabulary comes into play because at some point I had to get to, none of this surprises God, none of it. 
There are consequences, but none of it surprises him. That's what I want you to get. Even after this, Peter wasn't disqualified. He was not disqualified. God didn't change the plan because of Peter's mistakes. The plan was still in play. And I would argue that he let the plan stay in play because he knew on August 4th of 2020, there was going to be a group of people who have assembled themselves and called themselves lights to be reminded that oops ain't in God's vocabulary. We got enough evidence to know So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. So on that note, I want you to think of all the oopses in your life that you think disqualified you from your call. I like that Lawanda. Lawanda said he turns Peter he turned Peter's mistake into his miracle. But I want you to think about those you ain't got to type them in the chat, but I want you to think about those hidden things that Satan has used. Jesus warned us I said at the beginning, Nisha, I said it at the beginning, Satan is coming for you. And the way he's coming is to hold you hostage to your oops. So that you only holding on to the first part of the scripture. That you only are paying attention to the Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you. Bert, Bert, Satan has asked to sift each of you. Dr. Krishna, Satan has asked to sift each of you. You're only paying attention to that part, but make sure you finish the verse. Jesus has pleaded in prayer for us that your faith should not fail. Your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, Strengthen your brothers. So on that note, I'm going to let you sit with that. And we're going to go to prayer. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for your revelation. I told him at the beginning, God, I'm coming to get him. You sent me for him. You love them enough, Lord God, that you moved on me in this season.
to be there for Kim, to be there for Lipstick Chatter. It's time for them to come out and into their calling and no longer be held hostage to their oops because you already have a plan for them. You sent me for Dr. Krishna. You sent me for Lawanda. You sent me for Jamila. That it's time for them to boldly stand on the plan that you already had in place for their mistake. This is not a surprise to them, to you. So I pray, Lord God, that right now, before we end this broadcast, that they literally feel the burden lift off of them because they know you had a plan. It was already factored into their call. I thank you for Lashenda. I pray, Lord, that she starts walking boldly in what you have called her to do for each replay viewer that's going to listen to this. I hope it lands as powerfully when they listen to the replay that they know I'm still talking to you. Just like Jesus pleaded in prayer, Lord, I'm pleading in prayer for them that they feel your forgiveness so they can move in their calling. And they recognize that, oops, just ain't in your vocabulary. It just ain't. So I thank you for this time with them. I pray, Lord, that you give them peace tonight as they sleep. I pray, Lord, that you start giving supernatural strategies to natural problems and challenges. I pray, Lord, that you start miraculously providing for those whose funds are running low and they're, they're watching closely at the government of what they're going to be doing with the stimulus money. I pray, Lord, for supernatural approvals of extra money coming in for grants. I pray that their ears are open to the that you already have stored up for them and about to release. They just need to be watching. I pray, Lord, that we take a cue from Peter and we no longer walk around sleep to the strategies of the devil. And we recognize he's real. His job is to take us out but we have Jesus pleading on our behalf. So I thank you. I pray Lord that as I have awakened to one of the biggest strategies of Satan is to actually just not take him seriously. I pray Lord that the people under the sound of my voice don't make my mistake and they recognize they have to take him serious, especially if they're carrying something great that will affect generations and legacies. There's no way in hell he wants that to be 
So he's coming after it, even if it doesn't feel like it. It's so insidious. And I'm hoping, God, that you open their minds and their eyes to the movement, that they start recognizing things that are happening in the spiritual is manifested in the natural. And just they just don't dismiss it because it's in the natural, that they recognize the machination behind it. So they don't wake up three or four years later like I did and recognize I should have seen that coming. So I pray over their households, God. And so that they will walk boldly and have the support system that they need to go to the next level. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, we're going to tap out because I really want y'all to sit with this. And we're going to continue with another Peter. God has already, <laughs> it was funny. God, I studied for five hours thinking of what was going to be today's message. God showed me, no, that's the end. That's what you're going to talk about tomorrow. Now we need to go back to the beginning. So I had to end up studying for like another three or four hours. So I already know that unless he changes it, you know, because God can violate his own, you know, plan if he want to. Uh, we're going to be with Peter tomorrow. All right. So we're going to count down in 10, nine, anything I need to know, anything that I missed. Uh, oh, I should probably go through the chat. Anything that I missed that I need to know. Okay. I don't think so. Um, nine, eight. Thanks for all my tea lights. Thanks for rocking with a sister. Thanks for hitting that share button and putting it out there to uh to those people send them send it to them personally for those people that you know in your circle that they need to come out of egypt and this is their exodus and we're gonna walk this thing out together we're in this together uh where was i six five four i love you listic chatter three love you dr Karishina. Two, one. Night, guys. Well, that's it. Hopefully, you enjoyed what my TT shared with you. And like she always says, let's go out and make God smile. And don't forget to hug somebody. It's T2 Mercer signing off now. See y'all later.